Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in today. Today we're going to be talking about Ron DeSantis is not going to be running for president in 2024. According to Newsweek, he called it nonsense. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has dismissed speculation of a presidential run, although a recent poll has shown that in any case, he would be comfortably beaten in a hypothetical face-off with President Joe Biden in 2024. During a press conference to promote the opening of a uh, a monoclogal, I think that's how you pronounce that, antibody treatment center in St. Cloud, uh, DeSantis tried to bat away rumors of a White House bid, telling reporters all the speculation about me is purely manufactured. I just do my job, he said on Tuesday. You know, we work hard. Obviously, our state has led on a lot of things, including this, and now other states are copying us. I hear all this stuff, all of this stuff, and honestly, it's nonsense. So I don't really know what to say to the rumors, he added before taking another question. His comments are unlikely to dispel over a White House run in 2024. To dispel speculation, I should say, especially as he's about to head to an event in Nebraska City on Sunday to celebrate agriculture with other GOP candidates and other potential GOP candidates. DeSantis will speak at an event held by Governor Pete Ricketts at Arbor Lodge Historical Park, along with former Vice President Mike Pence, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, as Fox News reported. A straw poll in July of those attending the, the CPAC showed GOP voters ranked DeSantis second behind former President Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. While Trump was not on the ballot, DeSantis came in first. DeSantis even managed to beat Trump in a 2024 straw poll at the Western Conservative Summit a month earlier, and the former president in April said he would certainly consider the Florida governor as his running mate. But an Emerson College poll this month showed that DeSantis would lack considerably behind Biden if he were on a GOP ticket, excuse me, taking on the Democratic incumbents. When asked about a series of potential matchups, voters said that Biden would beat DeSantis by 12 percentage points, 48 percent to 36 percent. So President Trump would win this. Excuse me, I'm sorry. uh, 47 to 46. I talked about that in a TikTok. You can check that out, GOP Josh over there. But I think Ron DeSantis would be a great candidate. I think he has a lot of the same ideas that President Trump does. Like he said, he has pretty much um, beat this pandemic. He has led on all of these conservative ideas. And I think he would be a good president. Not, Not even decent, like I say about some people, but I think he would be a good president. However, if Trump was to run, I highly doubt that Ron DeSantis would. I think that would make him look terrible. I think that would make him look like he's anti-Trump. And you know how some of these more older, uh, more more neocon, not really neocon, but more older, less involved conservative voters think about things. Um, people who are working 40-hour, 60-hour weeks, people who are voting once every four years, not even voting in the midterms. You know how these people look at things and how they think, oh, anti-Trump, anti-incumbent, say, because Trump's pretty much the incumbent in a 2024 election. He'd have that uh, benefit, I should say. Pretty much, yeah, you're going up against this incumbent. You're going up against this leader. Uh, I don't trust you. And you you know that's how conservative voters are, unfortunately. That's how the older people who can't watch as much news, who can't consume as much media like this podcast – how they are with their with their voting, with their support. And that's why I think Trump would be the best candidate in 2024. I think if Trump was to not run, if Trump was to put his support behind someone, I think Ron DeSantis would be a great person to run. 
I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head who I'd prefer to have run over Ron DeSantis right now that'd have a better chance than Ron DeSantis right now. I don't think anyone really have a better chance than Ron DeSantis right now besides President Trump. But even then, you hear Biden would beat DeSantis by 12 percentage points, but DeSantis also hasn't gotten very much national coverage from more than like Newsmax and Fox News, unless you want to hear the DeSantis is killing everyone on CNN. So that's why I think Trump would win. I know Trump would win. I think Ron DeSantis would win, but this poll is not showing that, and I really don't think Ron DeSantis will run if President Trump does. So, we know that Fauci funded the lab, and I can't say what lab for like the first like five minutes of this episode. I don't even know if it's past five minutes yet. We are not. We are now past five minutes, so now I can say, because I know the way YouTube monetization works and how YouTube uh, shadow banning works, I'm not actually monetized. We know Fauci funded the Wuhan lab, but he denied it, and he denied that the Wuhan lab that they funded, um, he denied the Wuhan one that they fund the lab that they funded did chain of function research on COVID uh, nineteen. Brand Paul says new Wuhan documents show Fauci lied, according to Fox News. Senator Rand Paul R. of Kentucky said newly public documents revealing the extent of U.S. funding of coronavirus research in Wuhan, China, show that the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or as I call it, NIAD, because I think it's a funny name for it, had Dr. Anthony Fauci lied during his previous testimony to Congress. Fauci has adamantly denied that the National Institute of Health funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Paul blasted Fauci in a Tuesday tweet saying that NIHAD director lied again, which is Dr. Fauci. And I was right about his agency funding novel coronavirus research at Wuhan, Paul Paul said. Paul tweeted following a story in The Intercept that revealed the U.S. government pumped $3.1 million into an American health organization, EcoHealth Alliance, to back back coronavirus researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or WIV. Off track a little bit, not talking directly about this story, how can anyone believe that a lab just maybe a hundred yards away from where this bat coronavirus was founded, how can we believe that this lab was not behind COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 as the proper scientific name for it is. And why should we believe that they are not behind SARS-CoV-2? There is no evidence to believe they are not. No credible evidence, at least. According to the report, almost 600000 of that federal money uh, money was put partially used by the WIV to find and alter back coronaviruses that could jump to humans and infect them. Additionally, the documents revealed that experimental research on genetically engineered mice with human cell receptors was conducted at the Wuhan University Center for Animal Experiment and not the WIV as previously thought. The documents made it clear that assertions by the NIH Director Francis Collins and the NIAID Director Anthony Fauci that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic uh, pathogen enhancement at the WIV are untruthful. Rutgers University chemical biology professor Richard Ebright wrote in a Tuesday Twitter thread. Paul and Fauci, both medical doctors by training, that's that's important. Dr. Fa- or, uh, Dr. Paul, Rand Paul, Senator Paul is a medical doctor. Have not minced words when butting heads against with each, with each other. The Kentucky Republican accused Fauci of lying about gain-of-function research during a July hearing on the COVID-19 Delta variant. I've never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement, Fauci said. He added that the research 
Paul reference was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. Fauci added, you do not know what you were talking about, and quite frankly, and I want to say that officially. Paul's response was that the NIH judgment defines a way work that essentially was gain-of-function research. You're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility, Paul added. This is by Fox News. Yeah. Fauci lied before Congress. This, this, this data shows that. So I have to ask, isn't that a crime? Isn't lying before Congress a crime? Is lying, I'm Googling it, before Congress a crime? In the United States, the general perjury statute under federal law classifies as perjury as a felony and provides for a prison sentence up to five years. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm beating on my desk. I don't think you can. Let me see this. Maybe not. I don't know. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. What chant does that sound like that was previously chanted at Trump rallies? It was lock her up, but instead, lock him up. 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 Because Dr. Fauci is a criminal. Dr. Fauci is a liar. Dr. Fauci really is not that pro-science, it doesn't seem. And I really don't trust what he has to say, in my personal opinion. I don't trust what he has to say, period. This has this is the Conservative Crusader. Not done yet. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Now the second half is going to be all about the Newsom recall because my next episode is not coming out before that. So I want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, the fake Republican. He says atmosphere. Of this year's California recall looks exactly the same as when he won in 20, 2003. Former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, the only person in California history to win a gubernatorial race in a recall election, is aggressively neutral on this one coming up on September 14th. No endorsements, the former Republican governor says, because he has relationships with a lot of the candidates. But he certainly has some strong opinions. This is by CNN, by the way. There's millions of people out there that are dissatisfied with the way the corona was handled, dissatisfied with the fires, uh, Schwarzenegger observed. He said all of it is very dangerous for Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, who Schwarzenegger calls a friend. That's the problem right there. Republican. It's very dangerous for him because you have to take this stuff seriously. For too long, they didn't take it seriously, but now I think they do take it seriously, he said, of the Newsom camp. I sat down with the bodybuilder turned movie star turned politician at his Los Angeles home for the new CNN podcast, Total Recall, California's Political Circus. We take a detailed look at the 2003 recall that made Schwarzenegger governor, promoing her podcast, of course. But you should not listen to that podcast. You should listen to the conservative crusader, of course, GOPjosh.com. Wait, this is a conservative crusader. You're already taking my advice before I even said it. That's based. And though a lot of it is different about this year's recall, no international celebrity using one-liners from his blockbuster action movies on the ballot, there are plenty of similarities. Let's see here if there's anything really important that he has to say. There's a reason why people are angry, and they're not just disappointed. I drive by homeless people every day when I go to Gold's Gym, and I talk to some of them. They're angry in the way they've been pushed around, and they've been promised things and no delivery, he said. But he also sympathizes with business owners whose boardwalk storefronts say they have been fouled by human waste. This is your environment in front of a store that you're paying taxes for and you're paying a lot of rent for. This is inexcusable. Where is the protection for our business community that pays its taxes? Schwarzenegger is careful to say that he's not suggesting there is a reason for Newsom to be recalled. He says he is merely pointing out the realities of the Democrat situation. Newsom advisors agree that the anger may 
may be as or even more palpable now as it was back in 2003, but they argue the consequences of the 2021 recall are more dire because the leading Republican right now is no Schwarzenegger, moderate. He is a conservative talk show host, Larry Elder, who calls himself a small a small libertarian. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. I think there's a typo there. There's too many L's. But whom Democrats and some GOP candidates warn would usher in a Trumpian takeover of California. You all know my take on this. I'm not going to officially endorse in this race because it is not a race that directly applies to me. I've said this multiple times. But California should not elect a Republican. I'll be using rhetoric from one of the candidates. Let's see if you notice it. I think California should do a uh, should vote in a JFK style moderate 5149 Democrat. And that rhetoric is from Meet Kevin and I support Meet Kevin for governor, but I'm not I'm not officially endorsing not doing it, not endorsing. I'm just saying that I think uh, Republicans in the state of California should not vote in a Republican. They should vote in a more conservative-style Democrat, and that is Meet Kevin Pathrath. Pathrath. MeetKevin.com. So, after the Newsom recall, California Democrats eye changes to the state's direct democracy system— Wait, 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 wait. So, we need to abolish the Electoral electoral College. But California can't have a direct democracy system. Regardless of whether Governor Gavin Newsom survives the September 14th recall election, Democrats in the nation's largest state are eyeing big changes to the recall system. I have talked to several key legislators who are ready to rip apart the recall process and put it back together. Gary South, a Democratic consultant and former senior political advisor to Gray Davis, the governor recalled in 2003, told Fox News. Two of the last elected Democrat governors have been subjected to recall elections in the last 18 years. Okay. And your point is... If the people want to recall their governor, they have that right. Every state, I think, I'm not too sure about that, but I think the majority of states, you can recall your governor and you have that right. Some of the changes under consideration include a malfeasance standard hiking the number of signatures required to qualify a recall for the ballot and requiring more signatures from the party of the official targeted for recall. State lawmakers have already considered bills that would ban paying people to gather signatures. One to require voters to read a list of recall or referendum top contributors before signing a petition, and one allowing a politician facing a recall to also run as a replacement candidate. If Newsom is recalled, conservative commentator Larry Elder, like I said, leads among more than 40 replacement candidates, but has less than 30% in the polls. This could galvanize Democrats to push changes to the state constitution. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber, a Newsom appointee who supervises elections, has called for a higher signature threshold and questioned whether a candidate with less than a majority of the votes should be able to win. Under under current rules, South said the recall law is more advantageous to Republicans. This is not about the pandemic. This is not about homelessness. This is not about wildfires. This is not about the fringe laundry, South said. Republicans haven't won a statewide election since 2006. Republicans can't win statewide straight up, so they have to use a recall as a crowbar to pry open the back door. We should not have recall elections 14 months from a scheduled gubernatorial election. Beyond the recall, California is known for direct democracy through frequent ballot referendums, which have occasionally irked Democrats with a two-thirds majority in the state legislature. Democrats in the legislature, since they gained the supermajority status, have unleashed an an unrelenting assault on direct democracy. John Kupel, president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association, a conservative 
advocacy group, I'm sorry, told Fox News. The tools of direct democracy put in place by an early progressive, Hiram Johnson, are a threat to the power structure into an indolence like legislature. Johnson was a progressive Republican governor in 1911 who helped push the recall provision into the state constitution. Narrowing the grounds for recall and increasing the number of signatures needed would only be a way to make it more difficult for citizens to hold public officials accountable. Okay, I, I, I agree with that last point there. I think if you're going to have a recall put in place, a, a way to recall someone, and be a way to hold your elected officials accountable, I do believe it should be simple, should be easy to understand, should make sense, and should be easy to accomplish if that many people are upset with the governor or with the elected official that you are recalling. So that is my opinion on that. And I do believe Democrats are not as pro-democracy as they seem. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in today. GOPJosh.com. Stay tuned.